Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of What You Think Doesn't Matter. I am your host, Chris, and today we're going to talk about the court of public opinion. Those of you already know what that is, but in a nutshell, it's when people form a judgment on a situation they essentially have no knowledge of. And the biggest thing people love to judge in open are criminal cases where information about somebody going out and allegedly knocking over a bank or killing somebody or cops involved in officer shootings, they automatically want to condemn somebody, right or wrong, without knowing what the evidence is. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and I'll explain to you why the court of public opinion needs to wisen up, and they need to learn what they're looking for before they actually pass a reasonable judgment on anybody or anything. Not that it's actually their job to do it, but we're human, and we all like to judge things whether we know anything about it or not, and I'm just as guilty, um, although I do try to produce facts to support my opinion. Sometimes I just got that warm and fuzzy feeling in my gut, and I just go with it. I want to start this discussion off today by talking about one of the most common things, and that's... Um, People involved in shootings. Um, The biggest example is when an officer arrives on scene, a situation turns into a deadly force situation, and he unfortunately has to discharge his firearm in the act of self-defense to save himself or somebody else, and and the suspect is killed on scene or dies as a result of his injuries. Everybody automatically wants to assume that the officer is involved is guilty of murder and he needs to be hanged. A lot of times what will happen is, A, the officer won't be charged because the grand jury determines there wasn't enough evidence to charge him with the crime of murder. Um, And then the victim's family get upset and pissed off and say that, you know, they're just looking out for the cops. And, you know, that's not the case, okay? A lot of times when an officer is involved in a, a shooting in which a person or subject is killed in the process... Most times when that happens, it's negligent homicide, okay? as There are many different levels of murder. Murder or homicide is the willful taking of another human life. That is homicide defined in a nutshell. Then you got different levels of intent, okay? You have first-degree murder, second-degree murder, malicious negligence, um, manslaughter, different levels of manslaughter. All of those are determined by intent and surrounding circumstances or as they like to say totality of the circumstance or totality of the situation okay without understanding with those different levels of intent you automatically have to assume well murder is murder regardless of intent and they should all receive equal punishment you know for their crime you know which usually in the public's eye in the court of public opinion they should be either life in prison without parole or sent to the death chamber well it doesn't work that way guys um and a prime example would that be is if you're involved in a fight yourself and you get the upper hand over the suspect and you accidentally kill that person and it was a complete and total accident. You didn't have any intention of killing that person. Your only intent was to keep that person from hurting you and they die in the process. That would be considered homicide through justifiable means. In other words, self-defense. But the court of public opinion doesn't see it that way. They see everything as black and white and they don't see the gray area, which in law enforcement, there is a shit ton of gray area that the cops are always working within. It is nothing is ever clear cut black and white when it comes to being a police officer. They have to make life and death situations within split seconds while everybody in the world has months or even years to think about whether or not what they did was right or wrong. And that's just not a fair situation to begin with. Um, Another prime example of the court of public opinion is the Kyle Rittenhouse case. The entire public, thanks to the media, who like to gaslight it, had Kyle Rittenhouse 
convicted, skin feathered and tarred before he even saw the arraignment court to be um, advised of his charges. To me, that was the worst case of the court of public opinion that I've experienced in many, many years. The poor kid really didn't have a chance from the beginning because the court of public opinion already had him convicted. Fortunately for him, he had good lawyers to defend himself, and there was a shitty-ass prosecutor, in my opinion, should have been disbarred after that case was over. I'm not going to rehash the case of Kyle Rittenhouse because everybody already knows what it is, but in one of the few instances, the jury got that decision right. He was not guilty on grounds of self-defense. And that's all I'm going to say on that one. Some of you may agree with you, some of you may not. But that's what this show is all about, is my opinion, and what we think doesn't matter in this case, okay? The only opinion that mattered in that case was the jury. And the jury got that one right. I applaud the jury. Okay, and another high-profile case that had the court of public opinion rolling was the O.J. Simpson trial. Me, personally, I'm on the fence of the O.J. trial. Um, I don't I don't think he was actually guilty in a sense in which they tried to charge him with murder in the first degree. However, it's my opinion he was guilty of some other charges, but that in itself is a case that is extremely complex, and I think the public is kind of 50-50 on whether he was guilty or not. And But like I said, the court of public opinion got that one kind of screwed up, and they weren't right, they weren't wrong. Everybody, I think, was split down the middle. I think the court of public opinion got uh, starstruck, and they couldn't find it in themselves to believe that somebody of OJ's caliber would be guilty of committing a murder. But that is just my opinion. As you're going to see today, today's show is going to be mostly, actually it's going to be all my opinion, uh, based on my knowledge of criminal law, based on my knowledge of law enforcement and the Constitution. You're going to hear a lot of that, and a lot of my opinion is based on just that. Okay, um... There are plenty of high-profile cases out there, some in the media, some not, most not in the media, excuse me, um, that involve various circumstances. There was a situation most recently, I forget where or how long ago, but an armed subject entered a business, tried to rob it at gunpoint. A good Samaritan who wasn't in the business saw what was going on from outside, entered into the business, uh, being a licensed concealed carry permittee, Withdrew his firearm, shot the suspect, killing him on sight. Was that justifiable? Based on the circumstances that were released to the public, I believe it was. But once again, I wasn't there. I don't know the whole scene. I don't know all the evidence presented. But based on that piece of information, that good Samaritan was within his justifiable rights to defend others. Now, the so-called victim, air quotes, uh, his family is coming out and publicly stating they don't understand why their son had to die. That good Samaritan should have minded his own business and just kept on doing, going on and doing whatever he was doing. It should have never went into that store with his gun to begin with. Like, well, that didn't really take off anywhere in the media because I think most people in that case realize dude who got shot was a dumbass and probably deserved it. Okay. Um, is anything worth taking a life over? In my opinion, no, nothing is worth dying for. But at the same time, you got to ask that suspect. Obviously, that suspect thought that what he was doing was worth his life, or he wouldn't have done it to begin with. Okay, Or he just rolled the dice in hopes that he was going to get away with it. Whether little Johnny intended to shoot anybody or not, the fact is he had a firearm. He displayed the ability and the intent to use that firearm if he did not get what he wanted. Somebody else came along, had other intentions, and he was gonna, that person stopped that threat. And he disarmed a suspect and neutralized the threat. 
Once again, did little Johnny need to die because of the result of that? Well, apparently a good Samaritan thought so because he felt that taking that life was saving the other lives, which I agree with. Once again, that's just my opinion. Just like the rest of the court of public opinion, I have mine and that's where I stand on it. Now, was it murder? No, I don't think it was murder. It was straight up self-defense. It was the unintentional death as a result of uh, self-defense. There's plenty of cases out there that involve the court of public opinion. Um, Another issue that we talk about is the media loves to gaslight this stuff. The media loves to put information out there only partially and have it spit and twisted and turned to fit the narrative they're trying to get. And in most cases, it's to make the good guy look bad. Or to make the the make the the uh, the thug of a suspect who's you know active in gangs, who went out and killed somebody, make him look good. You know, it's like, oh, little Johnny, he was good in school, he was a straight A student. But they don't show you that picture that resurfaces later on of him holding a gun up and acting real thuggish, where throwing out his gang signs and wearing his gang paraphernalia. They don't show you that. Why? Because it'll change your image and it changes their narrative, and they don't like that. The media loves a gaslight. They love to spin up controversy, you know, and uh, and it's unfortunate. The days of Walter Cronkite news are gone, um, where they told you the news and you developed your own opinion based on those facts. Not today. The news wants you to think and believe what they give you. It's called mind control. They control what you think, they control what you see, and then they can control you. The media needs to change their ways, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. But the media loves to gaslight it, and for that reason, I don't trust the media. They're worse than the bad cops out there who will take anything you say against you. They'll take it out of context, and they'll slam you with it. Another thing that's been going on, too, is are these celebrities. The celebrities are getting rolled through the frigging coals because of stuff they did 30 years ago. Okay, People today, all you snowflakes out there, who can't accept the fact that stuff that happened 30 years ago was considered socially acceptable may not necessarily be like that is today, okay? Just because somebody did something 30 years ago doesn't mean they're the same person today because you know what? People do grow up, people do change, and people do adapt to society, right? They do adapt to certain times. So you know what? Get over yourselves. If you find something offensive, here's an idea. Turn the page, look at something else. If what I say offends you, You have the right to listen to something else. You don't have to listen to me. That's your prerogative. Go for it. So quit abolishing people. Quit, you know, sending people to to the to the gallows simply because they say or do something that you don't agree with. You on a personal level don't agree with, or society doesn't agree with. If it's blatant and it's obvious, then yes, something needs to be done about it. But if it was an honest mistake, something that happened eons ago, before most likely before you were even born, you know what? Don't hold that over their head. You know. Don't take away everything that they've strived to earn in their lifetime for one stupid mistake and usually presented to you through the media out of context. That's just horseshit, you know. Uh, Another issue involving the court opinion was another celebrity who was accused by his uh, girlfriend at the time of sexual assault, okay. He was immediately suspended from his shows without pay. He was knocked off social media. He was knocked off TV. He was basically outcasted until he could prove that the allegations were false. It was only when this accuser recanted their statement and admitted to making it up when this person was allowed to go back to their um, their previous business way of life. Okay, Society like that, it needs to stop. 
Quit judging people based on shit that you have no knowledge of or based on what little bit of information the left-wing media wants to give you to ruin somebody's career simply because you don't agree with what they say or did. And nine times out of ten, what the media is telling you is either going to be only a portion of the story or not even true at all. There's no accountability. The media needs to be held accountable for what they do. And I believe here in the near future, that's going to come, that's going to come around. I think people are going to step up and they're going to start holding these media outlets accountable for what they say and do. Truth in journalism is gone. And we need to start doing something to get it back. We not, may not be able to hold the media criminally liable or criminally responsible for, uh, for slander. But you can hold them responsible by hitting their pocketbooks. All right, hit their wallets. Take their money. Make them pay you for all the life and misery they put you through and all the money you're going to lose because of their ignorance and putting out false or misleading information. Okay, and, and when it comes to the law enforcement, the media loves to ruin a cop's life too. Even though that cop is in the right in doing what they did, the media will love to hammer that dude or girl and watch their careers end. They think, you know what, that cop is a bad apple. They need to be gotten rid of. Okay, that's horseshit. Learn the evidence. Learn, learn the elements of the crime being committed. There's more to it than what you see. Another incident that happened several years ago in Seattle, cell phone video going around of this officer punching a female subject right square in the face, put her on her butt. But you know, that's the only thing the media showed you. What they didn't show you, but there was a second female officer involved who turned around and tried to attack the officer from behind. So the officer responded out of reflex. He neutralized what he thought was one threat to turn around and deal with the other threat. But here's another question for all you armchair quarterbacks out there. Instead of being so wrapped up and trying to get the latest, hottest cell phone footage, why don't you step up and help the cop out? He was outnumbered. He was by himself. He was in a crowd of people. He did what he thought he had to do to protect himself. You know what? The fact that it was a male cop and a female has nothing to do with it. Okay? Because let me tell you something. As a cop, a former cop, excuse me, I've been in situations where some of the toughest takedowns and physical altercations that I've had have been with women. Okay, women will fight harder, tougher. They will grab, bite, pull, pick, and poke anything and everything. Men have an unwritten standard of fighting. You know, stand up, knuckle up, and duke it out. But not women. Women are dirty. They will grab, poke, pick, pull, and grab on, hold on to anything to do damage. And as an officer, you can't think about that. You treat, you treat everybody equally when it comes to self-defense. You put them down. You put them down to restrain them. Do you intend to hurt them when they attack you? No. We don't intend to hurt them. We intend to restrain them and control the situation to prevent me or them from getting hurt. The whole idea is to prevent anybody from getting hurt, not to inflict harm. And nine times out of ten, if somebody's hurt during a takedown, it's because of their level of resistance. When you when you when you apply opposite force to an advancing force, what happens? Things get broke. Things get hurt because you know you got two services colliding. All right, if I'm twisting your arm one way to gain restraint on you and you're trying to twist it the other way, guess what? That arm's probably going to break. Is that the cop's fault for breaking your arm? No, it's your own dumbass fault for breaking your arm because you tried to resist. All right? Am I saying people have a people aren't allowed to defend themselves against police officers? No. In most places, in fact, I think all places, a citizen has a right to defend themselves against unwarranted or unjustifiable actions from a police officer. If a police officer comes up and just straight up cold cocks you for no reason, you have a right to defend yourself against that threat. Does that mean beat the ever-living shit out of him until he quits responding? No. That means you can defend yourself to the point to create distance and get away from the attack. 
Okay, look it up. I'm sure you'll find it in some revised statute or or penal code somewhere, wherever you're at. But I'm pretty sure it's there. But the court of public opinion is running rampant. Most times it's because the court of public opinion doesn't know what they're talking about. They're not, they don't know what they're looking at. They don't understand the elements of the crime being committed. And they don't understand what equals what. You know, 2 plus 2 does equal 4. It doesn't equal whatever you think it should equal. Just because you see somebody on trial for murder doesn't necessarily mean the circumstances and the evidence presented support the charge of murder. It could just be the support of manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. Believe it or not, involuntary manslaughter only has a maximum sentence in most jurisdictions of five years. Most, some little, some are more, some are less, but the average time frame for involuntary manslaughter is five years, which for all of you legal heads out there, involuntary manslaughter can sometimes be uh, tried up as uh, self-defense because you defended yourself and you involuntarily Killed the subject you were defending yourself from. You didn't. You didn't intend to do it. It just happened. It was involuntary. Voluntary manslaughter means you hurt that person with the intent of hurting them, and in the process they died. Mons- manslaughter is murder without intent. Okay, the person died as a result of your actions, although that was not your final intent. Murder in the first degree is murder with with uh, a forethought and planning. You, in other words, you devise a plan. You set out, you lied in wait. When that person showed up, you then killed them. It was a planned process. And in most places that still have the death penalty, if you're convicted of, of murder in the first degree, you're probably going to get a death penalty, most likely. And in the states without a death penalty, you're going to get life without parole. Those are, the, those are the extreme differences in homicide. There are other various levels of homicide based on the level of intent. But most people don't understand the biggest element of any crime is intent. What was the intent of the offender? Okay. Um, and that's the biggest key. And in most cases, it is very difficult to prove intent. Short of actual physical evidence or an admission by the suspect, proving intent is almost impossible. And that's why a lot of cases, criminals are charged with lesser crimes because of their, their level of intent is easier to prove. Another big case that we uh, that I know about that happened recently involved an off-duty police officer who killed somebody in their apartment thinking that they were entering their own apartment and that there was a suspect inside. Um, those of you may know the case. Um, I followed this case. Um, this officer was convicted of murder and received 10 years in prison. In fact, this officer is eligible for parole next year or maybe the year after. Um, after serving half their sentence. But there's a defense called mistake of fact, which is very hard to prove. But again, the court of public opinion stood up. They tried to make it a race thing because it was a white officer and a black suspect. And to me, that's a whole new aspect, a subject that I probably will not get into, is the race baiting wars going on in the world right now. Um, But uh, we'll talk, we may or may not talk about that, haven't decided yet. But no, that officer, basically the summary of the case was after working a 16-hour shift, officer got off duty, went home to her apartment complex, uh, entered up to what she thought was her front door, found it partially open, pushed it open, saw a large black shadow heading their direction. The officer pulled their firearm, gave repeated warnings that were ignored, 
The officer fired the suspect, hitting him in the chest, and at which point the suspect died. Armchair quarterbacks were quick to point out that that was straight-up murder. It was race murder. The officer should have been charged with a hate crime because it was white on black, which had absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, and the fact that she was an officer, she was a local police officer, and in my opinion, had absolutely nothing nothing to do with it because if it was Joe Citizen who had no law enforcement affiliation whatsoever in that same situation, it would have been treated and handled differently. How differently? Who knows? But because this person was an off-duty police officer, they went after her like, like they would go after a cop committing a murder. And that was horse shit. It was called a mistake of fact. After 16 hours of working on a shift, she got off on what she thought was her floor. She was basically on autopilot trying to get home. All the floors were laid out in the same pattern, the same layout. All the parking levels in the parking garage were the same layout, same level. She got off on the wrong floor, not paying attention really to what was going on. All she was probably thinking about was just getting home and getting to bed. She entered up to a door, which is exactly, I forget if it was above or below her apartment, but the exact space or spot her apartment was she thought it was hers mistake of fact um unfortunately the uh the defense could not provide enough support or evidence that she was fatigued and wasn't thinking right um plus some statements that were made during the trial that ended up getting her convicted um in my opinion they should they could have gone for negligent homicide or lesser charges but that's just my opinion but she was convicted but unfortunately before she went to court she was convicted in the court of public opinion, and I think the judge or the jury didn't want to get wrapped up in giving an acquittal and watching the city burn by these rioters who automatically know they think they know what's going on. So that's just my opinion on that. In my opinion, this officer was a pawn in a game of politics in an attempt to stop a race war going on from downtown. That's just what I think, and it's unfortunate for her. Um, her career is over. Um, she's going to have to probably move out of state when she gets released from prison. And, and like I say, that's unfortunate. But the court of public opinion is running rampant right now because people are uneducated. They don't know what they're looking at. And they're uneducated because the media likes to provide misinformation to people knowing that the general public is going to believe what they say based on the evidence that the media presents them, which is out of context and one-sided. So do me a favor, you uh, the court of public opinion out there. Before you start passing judgment on somebody, how about you look up the facts first? Do a little bit of digging and research. Does this person's actions actually qualify that meet the definition of the crime they're being charged with? Okay, That's all I asked. So until you actually know what time it is, you know what's going on, and you know the entire situation, don't pass judgment. Just keep your mouth shut and leave it there And because odds are you're going to be wrong about it. Not everybody. There are people out there who are educated that have backgrounds that know what time it is, who can actually fill in the blanks themselves with logic and come to a decent opinion based on the evidence at hand. Let's leave it to them. The rest of us just need to shut the hell up and move on with our own lives and forget about what's going on in other people's lives because it has no bearing on us. Absolutely none. So with that being said, that's all the time we got this week. Come tune in next week uh, to What You Think Doesn't Matter. We'll all brainstorm. We'll come up with some other ideas to talk about. But until then, be good, be safe, and remember, what you think doesn't matter.